poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Tactical Tuesday. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, John, who's now in the intro. For those of you who listened to the full intro, congratulations, John, you, you made it to the big time. Yeah, I heard my name on the intros, actually. It was uh, all good. Yeah, than earlier. Do, do you remember the days when you were just the anonymous black silhouette? <laughs> in the background you you did it you wanted to be this mysterious young man who is the co-host and then you had the idea of going to youtube <laughs> which I mean, killed, you killed the anonymous young man on youtube i mean but at the beginning we were doing youtube with uh, uh actually i guess we did start youtube with uh with the webcam so yeah, at the beginning though, to be fair, I I I didn't know that I was going to be doing as many episodes of Tactical Tuesday as we've done. I thought I was filling in for like two weeks for, you know, Coach Thomas to get better and get his voice back, and thought that was just going to be that was going to be it for me. But uh, well, now you're stuck. Sorry, that's that's how it works. Um, you know, you accidentally fell into it, and now <laughs> you're here. I I would actually, we've done so many of these now that I I almost want to go back and listen to some of the first ones that we did to see how you've progressed over the past nine or 10 months, because I have to imagine the progression has been quite, quite noticeable. Yeah, we should, uh, we should go look back. We should go look at some hands and uh, especially like with the wolf strats in mind, just, just maybe we can do a tactical Tuesday episode on like six hands that I played a year ago and what I would do differently today. Yes. Basically our knockoff version of on second thought, uh, yeah, so yeah. sulfur wise, uh, <laughs> sulfur wise thing. Um, but it's good traveling back to the past, seeing those hands, um, with fresh eyes, new perspective. I think for the listener, uh, one thing that I advise my coaching s- students to do somewhat, somewhat regularly, maybe a couple times a year is go back and watch their videos that they recorded like six months ago or a year because it's not always obvious your progression um, on a day-to-day basis. But when you go back like six months and see how you were thinking about things, hear your verbalizations, it's quite stark the difference in like how they were doing versus how they are doing today. Yeah, I agree. I think that's um, (laughs) sometimes I don't even have to go back six months to like feel like kind of, cringy about like some of the things that i saw see, see myself do even like a few months ago or a few weeks ago I'm like oh my god like i can't believe i used to do that or i can't believe i did that yesterday yeah we <laughs> 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 me me you and chu uh went like way back in the vault because apparently I, I have like every coaching session i've ever done every podcast episode i've ever recorded um you know, on a, a hard drive and we looked back at our first coaching session that we ever did together. And it was, uh, yeah, it, please it, never show that to anybody. <laughs> yeah. That that's gets immediately released the day that you decide to step down from tactical Tuesday. Oh my that's God. Just, <laughs> All right. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a blackmail. Um, today's episode, 
you know, what are we looking at? I know that you've been battling at LAPC, right? So looking at some live hands. Yeah. Um, I live in LA and, uh, every year at the beginning of the year, January and February, um, there's the LA poker classic that runs at the commerce and there are a bunch of big tournaments. I think it used to be a WPT stop, but I don't know if it's WPT stop anymore. But anyways, a lot of big tournaments, uh, a lot of people in town playing cash. I'm sure there are a lot of people who like live in LA and might not be playing poker otherwise I mean, that only play during this time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it for sure used to be a WPT stop. I think Matt Savage was on the pod in his last episode and said that he wasn't going to the Commerce anymore, but I'm not sure exactly why. But LAPC is has been historically the second largest poker festival um, of the year besides the WSOP. Like, it is massive and lasts for over a month and, yeah, just giant tournaments. Um, it is interesting. Like, I wonder why... There's no WPT at I LA. think um, commerce, like the casinos have to pay. Like, I, I, I don't want to, this might not be the right reason, but I think um, commerce and the casinos that host the WPT events like pay a fee to WPT every time they come in town. And like, I heard that was a, like a big point of contention for Bay 101 and why like shooting stars was like off for a year. Um, but like after they built a new building, there was some issue with having to pay WPT like a huge amount of money to run the shooting. So maybe something similar at commerce yeah i mean how is wpt supposed to make the monies like <laughs> they, they got to make money somehow right um they don't, they don't collect like rake fees or anything like that from the series i have no idea it, it appears as if they take a fee from the venue um for bringing you know a giant event in town um that sort of spills over into cash game revenue as well as just the tournament revenue and then also uh, it being on TV for you know millions of people watching at that specific casino too is probably not so bad um, advertising and publicity. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but anyway, enough of that. Let's see what's going on at the Commerce Casino during LAPC these days, at least two hands worth of the LAPC. Yeah. Uh, these hands are actually both played at the bike. I have been playing at Commerce. <laughs> <laughs> I have been playing at Commerce uh, Quite a bit. This last they never week, would have known, John. You're 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 so honest. They they never would have known. But now you you ruined my setup here. We're, <laughs> so we're at the bike. It's down um, the street from the commerce, basically. So where LAPC is not going at the bike. Um. So scratch all that. But okay, doesn't matter where you're at right now. We're on Tactical Tuesday, and we have this fancy replayer going. Um. It looks like under the gun limps, which is always a good sign. And the small blind completes. You have an eight and a nine of different suits. I assume you check your action, check your option here. Yep. Um, just one other, not a hugely important point, but this is actually a three blind game. We're playing 10, 20, 40. Um, there's, I don't know if there's a way to uh, have straddles on the poker coaching replayer. Um, so I just put in a $10 big blind Annie to try to, at least keep the pot size right. But technically I am in the straddle and the small blind is technically the big blind, the small blind in the actual hand ended up folding. So, um, yeah. <laughs> wait, so we're heads up. No, no, no. Is... We're three ways. So, okay. I'm in the straddle. Okay. And the, the under actual the gun, big blind did, did somebody small limp under the gun? Player. Yeah. Somebody did. The fish does limp. Okay. The and the actual the, small the blind, blind and the yeah. big blind completes. Okay. Okay. Right, I, right, right, right. I'm, I'm caught up. All right. Um, again, detail that, 
may yeah, yeah, yeah. not have been for sure. <laughs> totally necessary. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe that affects the way you, something down the line that I'm not thinking about when you give feedback on the hand. So yeah, maybe. Um, so you flop the middle pair, and the big blind, small blind checks. Um, you check, and now the under the gun limper bets eighty dollars. Flop is queen of hearts, nine of clubs, five of hearts. You have the eight of diamonds, the nine of hearts. So you flop middle pair. Uh, nothing to do other than call a. Eh? Yep. All right. So, not a ton of lively discussion there. You turn a gut shot. The turn is a six of diamonds. You check, and the villain now bets two hundred. I think we can have some discussion here. I decided to call. I think this call might not be good necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I mean, it's a fish. Well, you have a straight draw now. Yeah. yeah go yeah. along with your middle pair. So um, whatever. All right. And the river completes the front door flush. Um, there's 690 in the pot. We never even said the stack sizes, but there's like everybody's got 6K in front of them, apparently. Yeah, the stack, the depth ends up not mattering a ton, I think. Um, but we were 6K effective. Hmm. So you check the river and now they bet half pot. Mm -hmm. I think you know what's coming, or you can probably guess. <sighs> Are we going to raise? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't we're want to say it at the beginning of the episode. To we're going to raise, aren't blow we? Blow this hand, but uh, this is going to be probably episode 15 of me bringing in a hand of me uh, turning your parents to a bluff and asking Brad what he thinks about it. <laughs> I, uh, oh, God. Does my opinion ever change? Like, has it ever gotten... That's the goal. It's to bring in one hand that finally gets you. You know what? This might be the spot where... You can you can turn this into a bluff. I beat like I think you beat King Jack King Ten, uh, Jack Ten, um, some other just random hands. I think it's like not necessary to turn your hand into a bluff. I guess what I'm assuming is that you thought the villain would bet larger with the flush, and so they were like effectively capped at Queen X, and you block the straight. So you decided to try to fold out top hair? Yeah, that's exactly. I have a heart too, by the way. Don't don't know if you caught that. But I, I did. I did see the heart. <laughs> it, it's so uh, such a pointless data point that I just didn't even bother saying it. Yeah, maybe he takes this line with nine x of hearts a lot. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, so how much do you raise to? Uh, 2350 so we raised big yeah so i don't know what size would you uh i, I guess you wouldn't even raise so i, I don't know why i'm yeah. asking you that question but uh you're yeah, gonna need to find an, another to... tactical tuesday co-host that <laughs> will give you feedback on the size here i'm just trying to like send the message i guess with the size it's like hey like i'm not thin value raising like two pair or something like that that maybe you maybe you beat um when you go bet 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 it's i'm repping i'm very clearly repping a flush mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that being said okay so just turning like about like turning pairs into bluffs um i think there's a little bit more 
maybe I'm just making excuses for myself, but like I think there's a little bit more I can go off of in like live games when to determine like whether like I think my second pair is good or not. Just like little things like the way the fish puts the money in, like the way they're betting. And like, yeah, I could definitely be just, you know, getting tricked or reverse teld or whatever. But like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there are certain situations where like I get to the river and the villain bets the river and I'm just like, okay, my nine just does not feel like it's going to, I can, I can call the spot. And maybe again, I'm just making excuses for not wanting to make thin calls, but. Would you have called or raised online? I would have called online. So what were what was the data point that you prioritized in live? I mean, there are extra data points. So yeah. what what was it? I don't know. It's just like <laughs> like the confidence. Did he show you with his which, hand? I, I can't like quantify like the confidence with which I thought he bet the river or like the you know. I just feel like you can get you can kind of get in, at live. You can sort of get more of a vibe, more of like an energy feel of like what this oh. person is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we're, we're using the energy read here. Um, so they were. So so there. Yeah. This is gonna happen. That's why I didn't want to bring this up. <laughs> so there's um, on a zero to ten level of confidence here. The villain doesn't have zero confidence because then you would just call, but they don't have absolute confidence either. So this is like a middling energy read. If I get you, like a six on the. Even if they were pretty confident, I think I would have raised versus this size. <laughs> Maybe the size has to do with their confidence. I don't know. Like it's just ten million things go like you know go through my subconscious when they stick this three fifty out. Well, I mean, we we've come this far, I guess. So I, I don't again. I, I don't really have a, a a ton to add other than like I guess were you right? Uh, I think so. Um, so I put out this bet, and this was like. Man, this is one of the things that is tough about live poker. People just tank for so long in live poker, especially compared to online. And I think especially when you don't have the timer like ticking down. Yeah. yeah. So he does end up folding. He picked up like the four or $500 chips to call and like had them in his hand, put them on top of his cards. Almost felt like he like put them in the pot or like <laughs> almost put them in the pot before like thinking about it for like another couple of minutes or two. Here's, a, here's uh, one last thing I wanted to just kind of ask you a question about with my raise sizing. So I made it exactly like 2,000 more than um, what he bet. And I, th <laughs> I think that like when I, when I made it 2,000 more, he just snap reached for like four chips, like making it kind of easy like that for them to call where it's like, oh, it's only four more chips or it's only like, you know, it's like exactly, it's exactly 2,000 more. So I just pick up two 1K chips and just like fling it in. I wonder if there's something to be said about like raising to sizes where they're like, it's like more of a pain in the ass to call. <laughs> they're less likely to just pick up four chips and like huck them in the, them oh, in the, the, the quality of tactical tuesday has gone down so much from week to week here i have things i think about while playing my <laughs> poker <laughs> i don't know maybe i should have raised to 2375 like <laughs> yeah make it like uh 25 25 or something like make yeah. it yeah, more yeah, exactly. more chips that they gotta gotta put in front of them um i again i i have no idea i mean how, how could you the only way to know is to get out there and do this like a 10,000 times and report back to me. Anyways, that was the first thought I had when I saw him snap reach for the four $500 chips. I was like, I should have picked a different number. <laughs> um, for all we know, they're just like Hollywooding, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the tank was like long enough where like if he was Hollywooding, that would, that would have been an egregious like, I have nothing Hollywood. But yeah. It's a live poker. Who knows? People can do whatever they want, and people definitely do some 
door stuff. So could could have just been Jack Ten pretending and yeah, maybe pretending like, like it was a tough older than tough old, much ima- tougher fold than it actually was. Imagining that they like go for it, you know. Imagining they just jam. They've got seven five and thinking about hero calling here on the river. That would have hurt. <laughs> why? Why would it have hurt? That would have been good for you. Oh, actually, no. Never mind. You're right. I forgot I had a nine. <laughs> I just assume when I when I'm bluffing the river that I don't have a pair. <laughs> oh my god! Name. All right, let's uh... <laughs> poker for lots of money. You guys don't even know what hand I'm on the river. <laughs> wow! With with this hand in the books, um, yeah, stick around after the break. God only knows what's going to happen. I, I'm not going to set it up, but I, I'm sure you'll stick around for more of these live poker shenanigans. A bigger pot than this one, and I did not necessarily want it to be that big. You've survived preflop boot camp. You've shot the fish in a barrel. Now, prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy. A comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool. Data-driven hero bluffs, light call-downs, and perfect value bets that are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding Frenzy. Available now at ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Feeding Frenzy. Now that we are, you know, fully ready for these live poker hand histories, uh, I hope you all calibrated after that brief sponsored break here for this next hand, the Ace Eight of Diamonds. Um, John, I'm going to need you when you're describing this hand to, to give all of the relevant data points in in your description, including vibes and energy reads. Everything. All right. Didn't have any of the hands. Don't have to worry about them. Wow. I just. Where did it go? Where do they go? They come and go, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. So it looks like villain starts the hand with 3K. You guys are playing 1020 this time with no straddle. Mm-hmm. Um, villain opens to 60. You have them covered or somebody's got somebody covered here. Yeah. We're so we're 3K effective. Um, the villain is a fish who has like done a lot of open limping. So I think the 60 is kind of meaningful from mm-hmm. someone who limps quite frequently. Sure. Not so you... meaningful enough to not three but the ace eight of diamonds. <laughs> good, good energy read there. Um, well, we, we flopped the bottom pair. So you three about to 200 villain called there's four thirty in the pot. You got 2,800 behind. Um, King, queen, eight, king of hearts, queen of diamonds, and the eight of clubs. First action here on the flop. Oh, and checks. Um, I'm going to be checking back this hand. All right. Woo. It's a nice, nice checking world here. You, you check back. The flop was king, queen, eight. The turn is the eight of hearts. So now you have three eights with an ace kicker. It's um, even better. How does how does it get better, John? So villain bets four twenty. Villain bets pot that, here. That's what I was referencing. Yeah. Oh, that's the better part. Um, all right. 
So villain bets pot, there's about three bets left heading into the river. Um, I think this is going to be one of the spots that I wanted to ask you about. There are three bets left going into the river. Um, is this a spot where you would raise? Or Yes, I would raise. Absolutely. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> I would raise um, to small like a thousand are you worried about like not being able to get the three bets in on the river i thought that we could when when they bet pot especially like i thought that we're gonna face a river barrel quite frequently and even if we don't like face a huge one jamming over pretty much any size they pick once we call pot on the turn seems like it's gonna be okay too i mean what if the rivers had deuce of hearts? Like, do they bet seven, eight anymore? Um, what if, you know, the river's an ace and they have King Jack or something? Do they bet the river anymore? Like, once they just bet pot on the turn, I just feel like they're going to call your raise at a, quite a high frequency. And then, you know, you can just stick the rest in on the river. Um, and because, like, two bets need to go in on one street. So you're either jamming the river or you're raising the turn and jamming the river, uh, jamming the river over the, the villain's river bet. And we don't, I, we don't know that the villain's going to bet the river. And a lot of times, like, this villain profile won't bet the river, and then we can't put in the bets, you know? Yeah, I think you are correct that, like, this villain profile, um, just from the few hours that I played with them, is, like, the type to, like, kind of, would very would be very unlikely to bet like the Deuce of Hearts River or like something like that. I think and like yeah, that's definitely the downside. I I did decide to flatten that. Like that's definitely the downside. Um, is that like they have a really strong hand right now that would be like happy to put tons and tons of money in, but there are a handful of river cards where, uh, that can very quickly change and it, we're no longer stacking them. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate you didn't get the energy read here. That would be very valuable for this decision. You have the strong energy. We can raise. You got the weak energy. I didn't get the strong energy vibe. No, okay. Uh, yeah, I was well, a little worried about like the nine tens and back nine suits. Cool. There. We get the jack of hearts, our, our favorite card in the deck here <laughs> on the river. I was like, oh my god, this is like exactly <laughs> what I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't reviewed these hands, so ah, they oh. check too. Yeah, they check, and now you bet five hundred. So going back I, to yeah. raising the turn. It seems like raising the turn is better. Yeah. Did you raise the turn? You think you'd check back this river? Like, what would you do on this river if you raised, got called, and they checked? Um, I can't imagine checking. Seems so crazy. I would just look at them, feel their energy, energy and, yeah. and then make right. my decision from there. Yeah, that's what I did too. Yeah. So you decided to <laughs> bet half pot on the river here for value five hundred. Um, let's hope they ramp jam. Yeah, there you go. Snap jam. Yeah, I don't even know if he knew how much I bet on the river before he jammed. Mm -hmm. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> You're on your own, buddy. I would have raised a turn. This is your this is it. your world. You couldn't believe it. Yeah. Why not? What? <laughs> you like plotted the turn and then just checked like a what are you saying? You checked like a flush or a straight or a boat on the river? I don't know. I have no idea. Anyways, I was. I think I tanked for too long on the spot, longer than I should have. 
Um, I felt I, I was like in the tank and like starting to get starting to feel bad about how long it was taking me, but I just it was just so hard for me to imagine the fish checking a flush or a river straight or somehow having a boat. Like maybe they have queens or like doubt doubt they have jacks that pots the turn. Well, for what it's worth, I mean, your hand looks like a bluff catcher. And generally, when you have a bluff catcher, like villains are incentivized to just value bet so that you don't just check behind your ace-queen. Right. Um, or your queen-ten or queen-jack or whatever it is. So, I mean, I, yeah, I just don't think you can fold. Uh, I can't imagine folding here. I didn't, I didn't fold, yeah, I it didn't feel great. I was like, I don't know how I'm, how I'm. You're going to beat like Jack 10 is what you're going to beat. Like, or ace Jack or something like you're going to beat some random pair that turn itself into a bluff or, I mean, maybe some kind of spaz. Uh, yeah. That's, that's really all I'm hoping for. I don't know if like this villain profile is the type that would ever turn a Jack into a bluff. Like that would ever just look down at Jack 10 or ace Jack and, and be like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to, I mean, like, they could just have like a stretch an, for like a passive fish that like limps preflop, you know? Uh, that's true. I forgot yeah. about their, their passivity preflop. Um, I have no idea. Like I said, I, I, I would have gotten here in this way because when passive fish bets pot and I have trips with an ace kicker, I'm just like raise, <laughs> raising the turn um, and not getting myself into these shenanigans here. No. Anyways. All that analysis being said, I, I agree with you that I should probably be raising the turn. Um, I do end up calling, and the fish surprisingly turned over a hand that I didn't really expect to see, but maybe for a fish, is shouldn't be too surprising. Ah, they have trip eights with the worst care, so they actually have trip eights with a board kicker. They turn their trips into a bluff. You should be proud of yeah, them. With the nine of hearts, it's like you know what. <laughs> this- <laughs> guys, five hundred dollar bet just felt felt really strong. This so. is like the best hand for them to turn into a bluff. Look at this, like this is the the JC special here. All right, yeah, I just I I, I don't think that's what they're doing. But... <laughs> <laughs> Why would they do it? We we don't love it, but, yeah, but when true, we do true. it, maybe I should give them more it. credit. Um, yeah, it's unlucky they ran into calling station. What bluffs do they have here? Is probably what he said. Um probably went home and recorded his own version of tactical Tuesday and an alternate reality. And it's like, uh, it's like talking about why you shouldn't bluff fish at live poker. Like, yeah. Like why, <laughs> what are we doing? I don't you guys, understand. You guys don't even fold trips. Like you can't fold trips. Like it's, there's a straight and a flush completing. I block the, the boats. I mean, I, I don't understand. Block everything. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Um, Okay, so I guess that's also kind of torpedoes my my thing like theory. I was like, oh well, he's probably stronger when he opens to sixty because he has a limping range. But I have poker. He, you know, I mean, they just had an energy read. They thought this was a good hand for them to play, <laughs> so they played it. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to bring that into my first like PPH or online poker hand analysis. Mm, yeah. I make energy reads. We should have the the t shirt printed up. You can just wear it everywhere. Join wolves. You learn how to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's 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 in the you know the 
higher performing wolves, the the next tier up. Once you're in the program, we teach the energy reads. Um, we're saving those for now. Um, I got nothing left to say about this hand. Uh, <laughs> nice hand. Um, way to win a pot, sir. Congratulations. Uh, if you would have raised the turn, it would have been way easier. One one last funny thing about this hand. So there were two pros um, to my left, like two pretty good regs to my left. And like after I tanked, called, showed down my hand, they both like threw, like they both act, they were like kind of disgusted. They were like both acting like, what took so long? It's like, how would you ever, you know, how, why are you tanking on the river for like such a long time? And I was like, dude, I had no idea. Like what, what hand did you guys, what hand would you guys think this guy has when you have like ace eight and you bet the river and you check jams? Like, are, are you guys really like that excited about like calling it off? But they both, they were both like, Throwing their hands up in there, like, well, I can't believe we just waited like three minutes, like, for you to call with Ace Eight on the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's been saying it's either them or it's me. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I like, I agree with you that like it's hard to think of logical hands that will like check raise, but I mean, come on, like the reality, like I- I'm, I'm as hell bent on eliminating stalling in tanking as anybody in the world like i hate it more than anything but in spots where you're playing a giant pot you have to think about them and you're an idiot if you don't think about them and like i i think that it's just i mean i don't know just it's disrespectful when somebody's in, in a big spot that will determine their day one way or the other to not allow them to have a few minutes to think about the spot, think it through before they... Oh, they, they didn't do anything like mid-tank. It was just like after I showed down my hand, they were like... Even still, I, I mean... Believe, yeah, yeah. Even still, like, they're not in the, in the spot, right? So, like, I, I find it highly doubtful that if they were in the spot, they would have just snap-called. And if they do snap-call in this spot, that's probably does not reflect well upon them, <laughs> I, I, I would think. Yeah, maybe I just give them... Give regs too much credit. I'm just like, oh man, maybe you're you're either way better than me or you're way worse than me. It's one of those two if you snap the spot. Yeah. I'll let the audience come to their own conclusion. I have my conclusion, but I, I don't know. I, I've pretty much biased them towards you at this point. So um who knows what they'll believe at the end of here. But I I would say that you are most likely significantly better than them. Um and yeah, I think that's that's all I got for this episode of Tactical Tuesday. But I mean, you're playing, you know, you're in the 2K NL streets online battling, right? Like it's kind of difficult to run into regs in the live poker arena um, who can beat six max 2K NL online. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably get absolutely smashed and put in the blender for the next week for saying this. But like, this was the toughest hand that I played in the last week, just in terms of like, mental energy like there hasn't been a spot that's like a reg that's just put me in just like an incredibly difficult decision and like <clears throat> i feel like that happens pretty regularly when you play online you kind of just have to be ready for that to happen like a handful of times a session um you know anytime you log on so yeah it definitely it's definitely pretty uh definitely more relaxing i guess to, to play live than it is to play online even the same stakes yeah it's a big tell when the regs have to like pause their ipad to make a decision you know that's a <laughs> a strong data point <laughs> an energy read off of that yeah <laughs> wait gotta pause this episode of my show i gotta got a hand to play guys um <laughs> all 
All right, man. Well, best of luck at wherever the hell you're playing at the bike or uh, commerce during LAPC for this upcoming week. And yeah, I, I don't know if I prefer live hands next week or not, but I guess I do. They're fun. I, I mean, you're not going to have much of a choice for me unless I suddenly decide that I hate playing live. Guys, put him in the spots. Days. Put John in the spots this week. Let's go. All right, man. That's it. See you next week. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. My bad. I thought that's what you were prompting me for. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community. Book a coaching session or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.